What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling. With four angel babies myself and two rainbow babies here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. And before we begin, huge shout out to the Radis fam on the internet the lamb fam for supporting the sponsors who support our show so we can continue to provide this weekly for free hey guys before we start i wanted to talk a little bit about my vitro it probably sounds familiar as i've talked about it on this podcast before as well as had danielle hall on an episode herself danielle has had three miscarriages and two rounds of ivf and she started my vitro to help other women struggling with infertility. So she was frustrated with the options available to store her expensive fertility medications. So she created the Fertility Caddy to organize all the needles, vials, injectable pens, and supplies that are necessary for treatment cycles. So feel prepared and get ready to take control when that giant box of drugs shows up on your doorstep. And with the code LAM, L-A-M, you can get a free injection trainer with your purchase. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Abby Toll on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her and her story. Abby, I'm going to toss the mic at you. Start wherever you would like. Okay, so um, I feel like normally people start these off with like when they got married. Um, so we were married in November. I mean, whoa. <laughs> September 12th. <laughs> You're like me. I do that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, we were married um, in 2015, and we were both, like, 23 years old, super young. We wanted to have kids, but, like, we were good where we were at the time. You know, we were like, let's just enjoy life. I had just gone out of college. Let's just figure things out. Um, and around 2018, um, I went on a girl's trip with my mom and my sister to New York City. And I told Jake, I was like, when we get home, we're, this is it. Like, I'm pulling the goalie, no more birth control, we're done. And he was like, uh, like he's very nervous the whole time. But I was like, it's fine, it'll be fine. <laughs> so, um, uh, did that, came home from trip in July and stopped taking birth control. And I had like read all these things about how like, it could take months to get your period back, you know, um, but it didn't, it took like 30 days, got it back. Um, so basically we started trying in August of 2018 um, and kind of thought it would take a while just cause I'd been on birth control for years and I don't know, I just always assumed it would take a while, but um, actually found out I was pregnant. Um, October 1st of 2018. So I think it was like my second cycle. Like I, I had thought I was like waiting for my period and my flow app kept telling me like, oh, you need to, you know, test, you need to test. And I was like, no, my period's coming. And I finally was like, maybe I should test. And I was pregnant. So I was just so excited. And you just, you never get that feeling back of that like first positive test and that like first feeling you get. Um, so I had that. And my husband and I were both like just really excited, but really nervous because it just happened so fast. And we both, we were really excited. But um, like Jake had told me, um, 
you know, that he was like, this happened like a lot quicker than I thought. Like this wasn't hard work at all. And we just like joked about it. Um, called my doctor, set up an appointment, you know, for like eight weeks. And I just didn't know any of it. I was like, okay, sounds great. And they just said, if you see um, a lot of blood, let us know. And I was like, okay. Well, about seven days later, um, I'm trying to, I wrote down the day. So um, October 10th, I woke up and I had blood everywhere. And I just knew, I like, I, you know, I just knew. And I called my doctor and she um, said that she wanted me to come in and do blood work um, just to confirm. So, and I live like 30 minutes away from my work, my hospital, the hospital and stuff. Like I live out in the country. So like drove this miserable 30 minute drive. I'll never forget. And like went in to get my blood drawn and I was just like sobbing in the ER because that's, that's where they sent me. I don't understand why. And then um, left, came home, and they called me a few hours later, and they're like, yeah, your levels are really low. That probably means you're having a miscarriage. Um, wear a pad. That's literally all they told me. And I said, okay. And I just did a lot of Googling because they told me nothing. Um, and it really, it did, like, I hate to say this, but the first time it really did feel like a period. Like, I think it was so early on. I bled for five days, and that was it. And there was, like, a few clots at the beginning, and that was it. So... I kind of was like, okay. And then like, once I got like a taste of it, you know, I was like, I, I need this again. Like once I had like gotten pregnant, I was like, now I, I need to be like, then I got really like serious about it. <laughs> um, so um, my period returned early November um, and um, already got pregnant again by December. I, just that month, like I didn't even, I think I tried to do the um, OPKs and I totally like, I don't even think I did them correctly. Like I just was so excited and I saw a line and I was like, oh, I'm ovulating and it just worked out and I got pregnant. Um, and that time actually I like held off from telling Jake until after my first blood work because I called them and they were like, oh, let's, let's do your blood work. Let's see what's going on. And I needed progesterone and they just, and then I finally told them, cause I just thought like, this is it this time, you know, this is all going to work out like first time. Okay. But second time, like, this is it. You can't do this again to me. Well, um, lo and behold, um, <laughs> the day after Christmas, 2018, I went in for my first ultrasound and the ultrasound tech saw the heartbeat, but the baby was measuring really small, had me come back the next week and the next week, the same exact thing. Um, saw the heartbeat, but the baby was really small. The next week after that, same thing. And they just kept having me come in like every seven days. And it was the worst, I think, month of my entire life because just knowing this, you're in this like holding spot, I felt like. Like I couldn't be happy. I couldn't be sad. Like I just didn't know what to do with my emotions. Um, and then finally, I think it was the middle of January when they couldn't see the heartbeat anymore. So then they had me wait. So this was a Thursday. And then she's like, okay, let's have you come back Monday and do another ultrasound to confirm. So I, again, was in like this worst holding pattern of like, I was honestly hoping I would start bleeding that weekend just to have some kind of like answer. You know, I just couldn't, I couldn't wait any longer. But no bleeding. Went to the doctor that Monday morning and they confirmed it. And so she gave me the options of the DNC or the pill or I could wait. 
And I was like, well, obviously it hasn't happened yet. Like I'm supposed to be, I think 10 weeks. And honestly, I chose the pill because the TNC, I was afraid how much it would cost me, you know? And it just, I was so afraid of that cost. So I took a pill and it cost me, I wrote it down here, um, $7, $7 to go home and have a miscarriage. And I remember at the pharmacy when I filled it, the pharmacist said to me, um, are you sure you want to take this? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, but this is a really high dose. Let me call your doctor. And I said, okay. And I didn't think anything of it. So she gave me the pill and I also bought myself a giant bottle of wine because I feel like those two go together. <laughs> um, so I went home and took the first dose. Nothing happened. And I actually like cleaned my house, worked out. Like I, I just couldn't sit around, showered. You know, I was just like doing all the things and then took the second dose. And it hit me like so hard. I have never had so much pain, so many contractions. I actually fainted. Um, there was blood everywhere, like all over my kitchen floor when I fainted. Um, Jake had gotten home from work, like as the second dose was like starting to hit me. And we just kept saying like, this is, this is what the doctor said would happen. You know, I was bleeding. So I guess it's working. And um, I called the doctor to ask, you know, um, you know, is this normal? And they said, yeah, you can go to the ER if you want, but that sounds pretty normal. So, <laughs> um, but the next day I called the doctor again and I asked if I could come in because I was, I was feeling better, but I just had so much pain. And I actually felt like I had almost had a seizure the night before when I had fainted. And the nurse was like, you can come in tomorrow. We can't see you today. So <laughs> I went in to do the next day and I saw it did blood work and I kind of was like I need to talk to the nurse on here like I cannot leave this office until I talk to some medical professional because I'm not that at all <laughs> so um we so I talked to the nurse and just kind of told her like how I just felt like she did not properly educate me on this at all you know I I'm a grown person. I, um, I'm actually a social worker and I work with like teen moms and I work with pregnancies and everything like that. And I'm like, I've never heard of this. Like I was not educated properly. I had to do all my own research and it was all from Dr. Google. Um, so, oh, sorry. So let me back up. So, um, she gave me the pill, um, to take. And then the, the doctor had told me if you want to get your you know the the baby um you can put it in this container and then we'll bring it back to the office and um send it off for labs to see like so we can test because this is your second one and so I was like okay so I did that and when I was dropping off the container at the doctor's office <laughs> the receptionist asked me what is this or, and she said is this sperm <laughs> and I was like no it's my fucking miscarriage and um like at the time I was like bawling and I was like I left crying and ran out to my car but now I look back and I'm like what a just can't believe that happened to me like is this sperm no <laughs> I'm honestly like I'm giggling over here but it's like so sad <laughs> like, it is, but it's like now looking back I just was so mad and, and there was all these people in the waiting room and I just I probably looked like this like crazy lady <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um so after I think it was four months of bleeding off and on and finally getting my levels back to zero 
I was, I guess I was finally not pregnant anymore. So I think like April, by the time it was like fully out of my system. Um, and that when we finally got the results back, that one was like a try 13 or 17. So they said it was like the reason like the baby wasn't developing was because of this. So like it would have ended up in a miscarriage like by 20 weeks. So we just caught it on early. I was like, okay. So I didn't really get any res results from that. Um, but I also did get a $7,000 bill um, that I was not expecting. And the doctor never told me at all, like, oh, this is kind of expensive. And so when I called them like bawling my eyes out one day, <laughs> luckily I got it deducted to $200. Um, so after that, um, I started seeing a therapist in like January of that year, 2019, just because I was such a mess. Like I just felt like I was numb, but not numb because I was just crying 24 seven over everything and nothing like was working out. Um, so I found this amazing therapist and she really helped me advocate for myself. Um, she helped me realize that the doctor was like a total crap hole. And so with the doctor, I was able to like write her a letter and I mailed it to her and everything. And I just told her all of the ways that I think she could do better on her um, empathy and, you know, working with people. I'm like, yes, you see miscarriages all the time, but that was my, that was my first and my second. You know, I don't even remember the percentage of people, like, it's not many that have two in a row, you know, or like your Shelly, like, it's not, that's not normal. And she treated me like it was like a normal everyday thing that happens. So I um, wrote her a letter and then I decided to never go back to that office again. And I did a lot of research on other doctors and I finally found another one. I really liked her. I went in for my first one visit for her just for like a checkup. And I was just like, I started crying when I was telling her about, you know, everything going on with me. And she held my hand and told me that she had had two as well. And I just knew, I was like, you're it. I'm going to be with you. <laughs> um, and then I found out I was pregnant again later in June, 2019. So we actually had not really been trying because we were, I, my levels didn't get down to a zero until April. So really like and I was like still bleeding off and on. So finally I wasn't. And I was like, all right, I'm taking a few months of just relaxing on this. And I actually went on vacation in June. And I was like, this is a great getaway. When I come home, you know, I'm going to figure this out again. Like figure out actually how to do the OPKs and everything like that. Because I don't think I did them right at all. Um, well, actually I got home from vacation. And I was supposed to start my period like two days later. And I found out I was pregnant again. And that time I knew for sure, like I was super nauseous. I um, didn't, I just could not take a test though. I was like so scared. So finally one morning I took one and I left the room and I told my husband, Jake, I was like, you need to do this. Like, I can't, you need to tell me what's going on with here. So he did. And he was like, nope, it's round three. <laughs> and I just, you know, I wish I could say I enjoyed the pregnancy. And I, I did, I had my baby girl, my double rainbow Ellie. Um, February 18th of this year and I just I wish I could say I enjoyed the pregnancy 100% but I just I had so much anxiety throughout it and I my doctor actually prescribed me Zoloft like I think when I was like 10 weeks in but I was like I had so much anxiety over taking that that I just never took it and I started taking it when she was like two weeks old and I wish I would have taken it a long time ago because man medication is like the way to go <laughs> when you need it you need it and my, um, 
so I started taking that and you know I had I feel like I had a really good pregnancy with her um I at first I went to the doctor every two weeks and I got ultrasounds every two weeks until I was 12 weeks along and then she no longer considered me high risk and everything was smooth sailing and she told me whenever I wanted to come in for an extra ultrasound I could and I went in there I think twice one time I was legit having a panic attack just because I hadn't felt her that day but um you know I went in there and I got the non-stress test and you just relax and you just listen to your baby's heartbeat and it helped me so much but the day she and I also every appointment I had I always had high blood pressure and I'm not a person to have high blood pressure so I really think it was that like doctor phobia I think I don't know what that's called um but I, I had that yes yeah yes, because, I have it <laughs> yeah. she would take my blood pressure and then check the heartbeat and then take the blood pressure again like five minutes later and it would be so much lower I think every time I was just so worried, like, of oh, the worst is going to happen to me. But um, when I was 38 weeks, then it didn't go down. So I got induced. And I was just, like, so excited to be induced. <laughs> yeah. So I had my little lady, and I just, I love her so much. But it's, you know, it still hits me sometimes, and it still is hard to think of the what if. And our journey to get here was much difficult than other people's. Yeah. I mean, I always say, cause like, obviously I have my two babies here on earth now mm -hmm. as well, but life after miscarriage is life after miscarriage. Like, yeah. um, it's always a part of you. Yeah. It doesn't go away. So, well, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this, feeling the pull to share. I know the podcast really helped you when you were going through your miscarriages and now you're able to help so many other people as well. I always ask at the end of every episode, if you have one like holy grail piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? I think it'd be to, to advocate for yourself. You know, um, I love Grey's Anatomy, but life is not Grey's Anatomy. We do not have doctors like on Grey's Anatomy or other of those medical shows, the only person who's going to advocate for you is yourself. And, you know, if you need a therapist, find a therapist because they're amazing. And, you know, take medication, do all the things, change the doctor, everything. You have to do what's best for you. Absolutely. I, I you guys all know, I'm all for Zoloft. <laughs> Medicated for me is the way to go. <laughs> Shelly like when I was reading your stuff I was like well Shelly takes it so I think I could take it <laughs> <laughs> I mean damn it makes life easier that's for sure <laughs> I mean all of this like this virtual community has helped me so much Good. and just through day by day and like being on the Facebook page and just being I don't know with everyone else it it really helps and I follow like a bunch of people like you and it just it when I was having a really hard time with everything like you were there and you were the only person whose baby could like make me smile at that point. Cause I'm like, she earned that baby and that baby is so cute. Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you. That's awesome. Now, if somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Um, on Instagram or Facebook, either one. I think my Instagram's private, but like just try to add me and I'll add you. So. Okay. Yeah. And I'll link your Instagram in the description of this episode. And then you're, you said you're on the life after miscarriage Facebook page, right? Yeah. Okay. So that makes it really easy for people to find you via Facebook too. If just join the group and then you can search members and um, that's how I creep on a lot of people. 
<laughs> oh goodness, I'm being totally honest. <laughs> All right, Abby. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to share your life after miscarriage story, go to shellymetling.com, click on the life after miscarriage tab, and add yourself right to the recording schedule. And I can't wait to chat with you soon.